You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. I'm Mella Borowski, and you're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle. Tam Veyu is with us today for another episode of Southern Dialogue. Tam, Cosmic Pretzel, is the lead visionary of the Energy Almanac. She is a transformational coach by day, astrology groupie by night. She's here to teach us how to stop complicating astrology and use it in our everyday lives. So welcome to our witchy world, Tam. <laughs> to your witchy world. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. I am so intrigued by the descriptor cosmic pretzel, and it really gives me an interesting word picture. So to quell my own curiosity, could you explain how you came up with that? (laughs) Well, part of it is that just I love wit and humor. So I think it's a fun thing. But to be honest, um, I'm from Maine, which is the northeast corner of the United States. I used to listen to a radio show growing up a local radio program had the astrologer on every Thursday afternoon. And the person who was the astrologer called himself the cosmic muffin. And I I mean, everybody knew the cosmic muffin. He was actually from the Boston area. And I, when I was doing some astrology work this year, I'm like, Oh my God, the cosmic muffin. Wouldn't it be funny (laughs) if I called myself the cosmic pretzel because Mella, my coaching clients can tell me that I can be pretty salty when I need to be. I mean, I'm a <laughs> person, but they're like, you you can be salty. You can be really harsh when you need to be to get a mm. point across. So a little sweet, a little salty, a little crunchy, and always leaving you something to chew on. So I thought it would be kind of fitting. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Astrology really does appear to be such a huge and complicated subject. A lot of people, including myself, I have to say, have never really fully embraced it into our lives. It just seems like too much for most people. Do you agree with that? Oh boy, you nailed it. It's really my beef with astrology. It is an inch wide, but a mile or two deep. It's so big and it's Mm. so layered and so complicated that it's very, very scary. And even for myself, I still have bouts of fear around fully grasping astrology. So I totally Mm. agree with you. As this is a witchy podcast now, I bet many of my listeners do care about astrology, but in the general world, do people really give a crap about astrology outside of the woo world? Like, does it really affect anyone if Mercury is in retrograde or Saturn and Jupiter are going to be in Capricorn? So I caught that as two questions. Are they interested and does it really matter? So first let's talk about are people actually interested in astrology? What you find if you go look at the statistics around astrology is that there's a a deep interest in astrology and it's growing really, really quickly. So right now they say about a third of the population actively is looking at astrology. But what I notice is that I think people keep it super secret, kind of like the whole witchy thing where, (laughs) well, like I don't go around telling people, you know, that I'm pagan or witchy or whatever. Right. You don't go around telling people that I'm actively reading my astrology or I'm acti- actively following what my horoscope says. 
I actually checked the statistics again very recently and the fastest growing segment of society that is following astrology, <laughs> it blew my mind. Uh, business owners and CEOs. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, we know that millennials love astrology. They're really a, a really big group of people that are following astrology as well as women. But to learn that business owners are using it and CEOs, that blew my mind. So what are CEOs, business owners, entrepreneurs benefiting from an understanding of their personal astrology? Well, there's there's just so much to be to, to benefit from. It was JP Morgan, who is the multi-gazillionaire, mm -hmm. who said, millionaires don't follow astrology, billionaires do. Oh, wow. Yeah, he well understood that understanding how the planets are moving in the sky is going to affect the world. There's a study that is called mundane astrology. It's basically how, how the planets are affecting at a world level, how they're affecting the, the society and humanity at, at a world level. So uh, how government is reacting to the planets, how countries are reacting to the planets, how world leaders are being affected by the planets. Because planets are really balls of light vibrating a consciousness onto us. And so our psyches are picking up this vibration and all of a sudden the world is more abrasive or more active or more feeling more warring. Mm. Another time, society in general is feeling more loving, more beautiful, more friendly, wanting to bring balance. That is directly because of the planets that are going on in certain positions overhead. And what time period are we in now? <laughs> well, <laughs> all the planets are doing their thing, but I guess what I would, I would want people to know is that there are 10 planets and there are three of them that affect us a generation at a time. And if you think about a generation, what is it like roughly 20 years or something like that, you know, mm -hmm. where, you know, your parents, your parents are probably 20 or 30 years older than you are, maybe up to 40 years older than you are. So there are three planets that will affect people who are 30 to 40 years in the, in the same bracket. Those planets are Uranus and Pluto and Neptune. So these three planets, what they're doing right now at a generational level, I want to tell you about that. Uranus is inside of the Zodiac Taurus. Uranus comes in to create change. The planet Uranus wants to change something. So what does it want to change? It wants to change everything Taurus. What does Taurus rule? Money. Mm. Uranus is going to change the way that we do money and Uranus is the planet that actually deals with uh, technology it rules invisible waves so think about digital money have you heard all the buzz about cryptocurrency yeah yeah exactly well Uranus is coming in and telling us there's going to be a change Uranus will stay inside of Taurus for another couple of years three years actually okay then you have Neptune and you're gonna love this Neptune is the planet of imagination creativity and really source connection mm. so neptune comes in to activate the sign of pisces for the next three and four more years neptune inside of pisces is begging us to 
discover, rediscover, reactivate our spiritual connection. It's asking us to use our spiritual tools more, keep going in the direction of meditation and sound healing and, and using your creativity to heal yourself. Neptune inside of Pisces wow. is just opening our hearts in a really big way. Oh, I see that happening in so many people right now. Right? It's it's the Neptune affecting all of us at a very mm -hmm. unconscious level. You, it's kind of interesting to notice that, gee, why is it everybody's really leaning into alternative healing? Why is mm -hmm. it more people are turning into prayer now? You can see it if you really know what the planets are doing. You'll find out what's being affected. The last one that I want to mention at a generational level is the planet Pluto because everybody is feeling this right now. Hmm. Pluto is what I call the Tasmanian devil. Uh-oh. <laughs> he's a little powerhouse and he's all about willpower. So Pluto comes in and wants to destroy the old and build something new, almost like a Venus phoenix rising and if you think about the tasmanian devil how he would come in and <laughs> yeah he'd leave a whole bunch of trail of dust but something had to be born out of that dust and so pluto currently is in the sign of capricorn and he will be there for another let's see capricorn is going to be there till 2024 mm. so capricorn is what rules in the mundane world government and big business and institutions. So if you think about uh, education as an institution, healthcare as an institution, business, government, these are big, big things that are having to be rebuilt and restructured. And think mm -hmm. about last year, 2020, mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. so many things changed at both yeah. a personal and a global level and that's the the work of pluto inside of capricorn astrology is affecting you even if you don't understand it wow so pluto is basically shaking shit up you said it yes <laughs> <laughs> so what do you say to the people who who do say there's no proof that astrology is real it's not affecting me well, gee whiz, I think I just gave a great example. <laughs> 2020 was the best example of astrology there ever could be. Um, 2020 last uh, began with a bang last year with a great big conjunction that hadn't happened in some six or 800 years. Hmm. And that conjunction that happened was the beginning of what became uh, a full-blown quarantine and virus and restructuring of the world. For 2020, the astrologers across the planet looked ahead and they could see it coming. And so in the book that I write, which is called The Energy Almanac, last year we, we picked four key words and they played out perfectly. The key words were rebuilding, restructuring, responsibility, and vision. And wow. that was all about us as a group holding a vision for what we wanted life to be like, for holding a vision for how you wanted your life to turn out. We had to take responsibility for managing our lives differently as we became quarantined. We had to destroy what we knew and rebuild it differently so we could move forward. In order to successfully evolve ourselves, I think that we have to really 
do, do what Pluto does. We have to destroy what we knew, break our old habits, break our yeah. old structures and just start again. And that's, it played out. I think 2020 was a, a great year mm. to do that. So for those who say you can't prove it, I actually think you can prove it. And if you think about Nostradamus, he was a, he was a pretty well known for understanding astrology and making predictions. Yeah, definitely. So how did you get interested in astrology? Uh, astrology kind of has been probably in my back pocket for a long, long time. My, my parents were not deeply into the mystical or woo woo or witchy or mm -hmm. any, but they knew about horoscopes <laughs> and they mm. would, would every now and then, you know, throw out little quips about the Virgo that I was or the Leo that my brother was. And so I knew a little bit about astrology and then, um, in my late teens i was reading horoscopes in my teen magazines and then in my 20s i was i think i got my first online birth chart reading in my late 20s and in my 30s i i like got a second reading and then uh three years ago i had an accidental psychic reading and mm. yeah <laughs> um the basically the reader told me I, I i really i thought i was going for a business meeting i had no idea she was <laughs> a medium and she basically said your business wants to talk to you she sat me down and told me you're going to write a book about astrology and this is what it's going to be like and this is all the people it's going to help and you are going to help the world awaken wow the power of astrology and look if <laughs> your your podcast is all about about things like this i mean this is yeah perfect fit. I mean, that, that reading turned into a pivot point in my life. I, Mela, I absolutely cried like, no, I, that's not what I do. <laughs> I'm a coach. I don't know astrology. Astrology goes back to what you said earlier. Astrology is, is damn confusing. Yeah. Like it's a big subject. And I only knew like the tip of my pinky about it. I didn't know all the nuances and all that. So I was really, really scared, but they're like, nope, you're going to, it's going to be fine. You're going to launch the book. It's going to take 12 weeks and you're going to put it out by the end of this year. And it was already May. Wow. I said, no way. Oh my God. That launched into a, a whole series of other small stories. But, um, long story short, I would say about a year ago, I had a tarot card reading by somebody who's very talented and she goes, Oh yeah. Like, you're rewriting astrology for the world. I said, oh, no, I am not. <laughs> I am not going to do that. Because, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, 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 you really are. You're going to help a lot of people understand astrology. You see it completely differently. Hmm. Oh, don't you know? That's playing out front and center. It's completely playing out that I have figured out how to make astrology, I would say, palatable for the masses. Wow. Yeah. That's so awesome. So talking about more of astrology, I've, I've heard people talk about their Saturn return so much lately, probably more in the past month or two than in my whole life. Mm -hmm. What is a Saturn return? What do we need to know about that? <laughs> oh boy, that's interesting because this book was born during my Saturn return. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So Saturn takes... 27 and a half to 28 years to make a full cycle. It's a slow moving planet. So wherever Saturn was 
at the time of your birth, it's going to take 27 or eight years to make a full cycle and return to its place at the time of your birth. So what does that make you? Roughly 28 years old or so mm. when Saturn comes in. So Saturn is the planet that is the great teacher. Saturn applies pressure and gives us lessons. It rules karma. So when Saturn is back in its place where it was at the time of your birth, you're going to feel all of that pressure again. Mm. It's about giving you discipline. It's about making you look at what have I learned? What do I need? How do I apply different kinds of structure? And what can I, how can I use this information to move into my next 28 years differently? It's a very, I don't want to say dark, but it's, it's a, it's a quiet time. It's a slow period where it's a little bit difficult to get traction as you're in those, you know, first when you're first feeling it and starting to move through it, it's, it's a lot of introspection and it requires some, a sense of authority. You have to really be willing to look at your stuff and say, what have I learned? And, and, and you're kind of stepping into your destiny when you're in this Saturn return. It's about looking at your destiny and being willing to do the work to get there. So it happens at 28 and then it happens again around 50, 49, 51 to, I don't know, do the math. It's right about there. It'll happen again. And of course, each time as we're evolving, we've got the wisdom now, by the time we're in the early fifties, we've got wisdom in our pocket and we can look at ourselves differently. So when somebody is in their Saturn return, they're definitely feeling, I would say pressure you know, you're trying to learn and trying to grow and it's, it's scary. You're facing all your fear. Well, I am 50 this year, so I guess I'm in the midst of it, right? That almost made me cry a little bit. Ah, you're going to feel it. And you'll know when you're in it, if you start to start questioning yourself, you're questioning mm. things. Am I doing it right? What do I What am I really trying to do here? It's very, very introspective. It's such a powerful time. And you come out of it a very different woman. Mm. Enjoy yeah, it. That's me. That's me right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good. Well, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the North Node? Is that important? I love North Node readings. Yes. So I believe, and this is again, me simplifying astrology so everybody can come into it. I believe there are six important points in your birth chart that are really, really urgent to know and to understand that will help you all the time in your life. If you never look at astrology again, but you knew these six things, this mm -hmm. will help you. And one of those things is the North node. The North node uh, it's a, it's a, a lunar point in your chart. So it's where the moon was at a specific point at the time of your birth that indicates your karmic destiny, hmm. where the North node is. So which sign it is in, which house it is in, and to some degree, which degree it actually lands on all indicate your way forward it will it will exactly tell you which which zodiac sign tools you can use to go where you're going it's going to benefit you to know and understand 
those points in your chart. So I will give you an example. My North Node is Pisces in the third house of communication. Pisces is about dreaming and being imaginative and being creative. And it's also very, very compassionate hmm. in the in the third house of communication. So my way forward is to, to communicate creatively and compassionately to the masses and become okay with it. Hmm. Wow. So this gives me some very clear instruction. Here I am. Yeah. Here I am as an author and a publisher of books. And my work is to keep it creative and to keep it spiritual and to keep it compassionate and, and so that everybody can feel it. And my and I'm supposed to do podcasting and I'm supposed to express, express, express. Mm. If you know what your North Node is, it is so powerful as a tool for yourself. And how does one find that out? Is it a matter of going to a website or is that something you offer and find out for people? Well, it is something that I can do for people. Um, I certainly can do that. However, um, you can go to any astrology program online that are free and you can type in your birth date, time and location. And okay. it, the program will produce for you your report. It'll show you your mm -hmm. birth chart. And it's beautiful to look up your birth chart and just, it's like an a piece of art when you look at your birth chart. I think they're beautiful. I recommend the website that's called astro-charts with an s.com. If you go there and you type in your information, it will produce something that you could turn into a beautiful frameable piece for your house. And oh, it will nice. show you, it will actually indicate your North node. Okay. And then you have to have somebody interpret it or you can just do the Google thing. If you want to keep it super simple, <laughs> like you have permission to do the Google thing. What does it mean when my North node is in the fourth house in Leo? It'll, t and then it will do a reading for you. Okay. Wonderful. So astrology can give a big picture. We've seen that, but how can you apply astrology to everyday life? Easy peasy. So I told you that there are three generational planets. Well, there are also two, what they call societal planets, but yay, there are five personal planets. And the personal planets are the ones that move more rapidly around their cycle. And so you feel them more intensely in your day-to-day -day life. So we all know that the moon can pull the tides. The moon can change a woman's cycle and the moon surely affects our moods, right? Right. Well, when other planets like Mars and Venus and Mercury are nearby, we feel them very, very clearly. Mercury is the way that we communicate. So when Mercury retrogrades, you mentioned that one a little bit earlier, when mm -hmm. Mercury goes retrograde, all of a sudden communication is wonky. Like, <laughs> yeah. You think you said this, but you really didn't, or you <laughs> thought you sent the email, but you really didn't, or you'll sign a contract and things go weird. Like that isn't mm. what I thought I was signing. Things get really confusing when Mercury is retrograde. It's about communication. Uh, when Venus is really nearby or triggering one of your personal planets, Venus will make you feel more loving, more kind. It'll make you want to dress more pretty you'll feel the effects of venus inside of your relationships 
and you'll you'll not know why all of a sudden you can't stop thinking about your significant other. Mm. It's Venus. Uh, same thing with Mars. When Mars is nearby or in the hood, as I like to say, you will <laughs> be more active than normal, and you might potentially be more aggressive than normal. Mars is the planet of war, so you will feel the the personal planets very very clearly, and and like how do we. How do we work with that? Because we don't know where the planets are every minute of every day. That's where my book comes in handy. I wrote this book, The Energy Almanac, because I wanted people to be able to apply astrology regularly. So inside of the book, you can read a,、uh, an article for the week ahead, and you'll know. Oh yeah, Venus is going to be active Wednesday through Friday. That's a great time for me to. Buy a new wardrobe, get a haircut, and plan a romantic dinner. Those are very Venus things to do, and my book gives instruction like that so that you can get in flow. Because, look, if you're doing a witchy podcast, you're all about the seasons and finding flow and being in tune with nature. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I need to pick up that book. I haven't bought it yet, but I am going to get it because it just sounds amazing. It is. It's um. My readers tell me they use it almost like a Bible, and I mean,、mm. I'm not trying to be sacrilegious here by any means. But people who have the Energy Almanac keep this book either on their desk, or at their altar, or at their bedside. You pick up this、mm. book one time a week, set your phone alarm for Sunday night at eight o'clock, and you read the article, and you know exactly. Okay, this is not a great week for business. We're just going to lay low and do internal work. We're going to do journaling and meditation, because、mm-hmm. Almanac said that's what we should do. Yeah,、and、people people follow it. They make their notes, and beyond that, I don't even know if you're aware of this, Mella, but inside our book is the right gemstone to carry. We'll、oh, wow. tell you which essential oils are the right oils.、Mm. We're going to tell you which yoga pose is going to be most beneficial, and then there's also nutrition. And then, I, as a coach, I put some coaching questions so that you can journal this, the answer to this question. Oh my God, that sounds! It sounds like everybody needs to go out and buy that. So I'm going to link in the show notes where to go and get that because I'm going to be the first one there. <laughs> well, I want I do want you to know it is available on Amazon. Make sure you get the right one. My book has an owl and a tree on the cover of it. There's a second energy almanac that I just discovered, but that's by somebody altogether different. We have two different vibes. Mine has a beautiful watercolor of a tree because this year, 2021, is all about flexibility and grace. And I couldn't think of anything better than a tree、mm. on the cover to represent how flexible you need to be in 2021. You're going to have to. Turn and pivot a lot this year. I was just about to ask you about any insight on this year because we had a pretty shitty 2020. Oh, did we ever, huh?、Um, yeah, 2021. There are there are three words, and they're the ABCs for 2021. You are going to have to adjust,、mm-hmm. and adjust, and adjust. You're going to have to be. <laughs> <laughs> It's not going to be like 2020 at all, but you need to keep, again, like I just said, being flexible or adjusting. That's a really, really key word. The second word is about balance. You want to be seeking balance. Don't be overly external and always putting yourself out there. 
you want to balance that and go internal and really activate those spiritual tools, whatever they are for you, whether it's walking meditation or prayer or using gemstones to set up mandalas, whatever. You want to make sure you're balancing all the time. And the third word is to be mindful about the power of co-creation. We are active creators of our own reality. So if you are staying focused on everything that you think is wrong, you, I, I assure you, you are going to get more of that. So you want to be staying fully aware. I am co-creating. Where are my thoughts? Are my thoughts leading me to a place that is powerful and loving and compassionate? You are building this new earth together with everybody else. So make sure whatever you're putting into the quantum soup is tasty and sweet. Mm-hmm. Everything that you just said in my mind, I kept seeing a new normal. Like that's the yes. buzzword, the new normal, the new normal. Well, what if the new normal is better than we imagined? When I hear the new normal, I think about the mask wearing and the quarantines, and that is not normal. That is not what mm-hmm. humans are here to do. And so the normal that I'm creating in my third eye, the new normal that I am creating with all my dreams, visioning, and prayer is that we hug again, that I see your beautiful mm. smile again. I am co-creating a place where masks are a memory mm. and where everywhere I look, I see smiles and bright eyes. So that's just my vision. It certainly doesn't have to be yours or your listeners, but I, I, I just invite people to remember, I am co-creating. What do I want it to look like? Yeah, and, and to your creative idea of the world, I say, and so it is. Uh, and so it is, yes. This is a question that I ask pretty much all of my guests. What is the most important thing you've learned on your own spiritual path? Ooh, on my spiritual path. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let it keep evolving. Mm. That's, I, oh boy, 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 boy. Like I'm all goosebumps when I think about this. When I think about who I, who I was when I started my spiritual path. And by the way, that was at my first Saturn return. And that is Mm. not uncommon. When you're 28 years old, 29 years old, you'll typically have your first wake up to spirituality. When I think about what that looked like, and where I am now and what I believe now, I, I realize I've changed what I believe mm-hmm. and it's okay. It's mm-hmm. really okay to believe exactly the opposite of what you first believed. It's okay to find new representations of what you think is spirituality. I think, I, I think because of the generation I was raised in and that I am of, you know, it was respect your elders, you know, you can be seen, but not heard. Don't express your opinion about it. And, and what you were raised is what you should be. And so changing what I believe had been, had been, that's past tense, very difficult for me up Mm. until probably my second Saturn return, where I really decided to own, this is who I am. I am not ashamed of it. I am you know, I, I didn't say this on your show, but I usually go by Tam I am. And people mm. will say to me, why do you add the I am on the end of Tam? <laughs> it sounds so childlike. But the truth of the matter is, when I was in my dark night of the soul, I am sentences became what healed me. I am powerful. 
I am beautiful. I am yeah. worthy. I am strong and centered. Those were my lifeline. And so Tam, I am, and I am Tam. I own mm. what I believe and I'm okay with who I am. I finally am okay in my own skin, believing what I believe and doing what I do and being different from the norm. Let your, let your evolution be just that an evolution changing all the time. Yeah, that's incredible. Great, great advice, great insight. So I do want to point out to all the listeners that Tam offers a free astrology report. I will link to that in the show notes, and it's called The Six Important Points in Your Astrology Chart, which she did mention earlier. I signed up for that earlier today. I also downloaded the information on the umbrella energies, which I find very fascinating. Every year, like now we're talking about those generational energies that are at play, the Neptune and Pisces, the Mm. Pluto and Capricorn, all of that, knowing what they are just means that you're not questioning yourself all the time. You're not thinking you're broken all the time. There really is something going on and probably everybody else is feeling it. So Mm. energy (laughs) is great to have. I think that the listeners... Even if they're interested in astrology, the majority of the people that I've met, even in the witchy world, are overwhelmed with astrology. So your resources are going to be just amazing for all of us on this pagan path, this witchy path. So thank you for offering even free things that we can get a hold of. How do we get in touch with you? Well, once you are on that, if you get that free report, every time that I send out what I call a broadcast or a newsletter, you can hit reply and it'll come right into my inbox, Tam at choosebigchange.com. I'm still a bit of a nerd. I like replying to anybody who emails me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm a Virgo. Virgos like to communicate and... Mm. Uh, so I, I do reply to everything. Tam at Choose Big Change is my email. And please drop me a line. I have a mighty network that is blossoming. And this my goal is to attract people to astrology and help them understand it at the base level. It mm-hmm. does not have to be complicated. And I know how to show that to you. So don't be afraid to dive in. Amazing. Thank you. So any final words before we end our time today? In the famous words of Warren Zevon, enjoy every sandwich. Life is short. Just enjoy every nibble, every crumb, every bite of every day. There's no time to be sad, stuck, or broken. Enjoy every sandwich. Beautiful. Tam, this has been so encouraging, so insightful. Thank you so much for being here. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Mella. So y'all show Tam and all of our guests that we have on the show some love by visiting their websites, checking out their social media, and maybe even sign up for Tam's free report that she's offering and get that information that she sends out. And y'all don't forget that you can always send me comments or questions by clicking on the link to send a little voice message to me, and I might just use it on one of our episodes. And I would love to hear how you've applied astrology to your everyday lives or whether you are in a Saturn return right now or anything else you've got going on astrologically. So y'all take care and be blessed. Thank you all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at Bell Book Candle SC. That's Bell, B-E-L-L-E. 
or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash bellbookcandle.